What's up, everybody? It's Mike coming at you with episode five of the Fly Pod. It feels good to be back. It has been too long. There's been a lot of softball going on and not enough Fly Pod going on, so it's really good to be back with you. Uh, I wanted to get Carlos McDougal on the Fly Pod today, but our schedules didn't work out, so it's just me today, and we'll try to get him on episode six. I apologize for the delay. Uh, of the fly pod. I, I definitely wanted to try to get one a week out, but some things in June with my school year ending and some new work things for me uh, going out of town to St. Louis, which I'll talk about later in the episode, uh, it caused me to not be able to keep up on the fly pod, so I apologize for that. I know some people were asking for it, so without further ado, here it is. If you can believe it, we're halfway done with both of our regular seasons and time has really flown. I remember I had the countdown going in my basement in the month of April and in the blink of an eye, we're already here halfway done with the summer season. We've had a lot of success on the field, and I just want to share that the fly pod has also been a success. When I started this, I wasn't sure how people would receive it. It's really been a great thing for our team. Uh, it keeps everyone updated, and everybody has been giving me positive feedback about it. And I even send out emails to different people and different fa family members who enjoy listening to the fly pod. And so it's been a really great success, and I definitely plan to continue it. Uh, throughout the duration of this team and just so you all know on my 101 goals for life which I have my goal is for the team to play in a 50 and over league so that means that I'm committing to at least 20 more years of the infield flies uh, and that means the fly pod would be uh, extended for a 20-year contract as well so as long as the flies are playing you know that you'll be able to listen to the fly pod Today we're going to do a little bit of a season catch-up and we'll talk about how our Morton Grove season is going, do a first half season review, and then we'll do the same exact thing for our Mellis season, go over the first half, how are things are going. Both leagues are going really well, and let's dive right into Morton Grove. Currently, as it stands, and it's Sunday, June the 16th as I'm recording this, and I plan to publish this episode tonight on the 16th. We are tied for second place in Morton Grove, uh, tied with Smash Bros. We're a game behind Gravediggers at a record of four wins and one loss. I wanted to update you on two games and how they went and kind of talk about uh, my thoughts about those games that we played. The first one was on June 3rd. It was a big game and it was a loss against Gravediggers. The final score was ugly and ended up being 18-5. to However, as I posted on the Facebook, Afterwards, I didn't feel like the 18 to 5 score was reflective of how competitive the game really was. If you remember, uh, and you know, Gravediggers being the defending champs, we were definitely getting up for this game. But we came out, we dealt the first blow, we were ahead by four in the first inning. Uh, and after the third inning, uh, they scored nine runs to put them ahead 10 to 5, which is, you know, a five run deficit is nothing. But giving up nine runs in that third inning. And then having uh, one of our teammates go down, uh, Alex, with a an injury when he was taken out at home plate, it just left such a negative vibe, and, and it was so palpable. You, you could really feel it. And from then on out, we just didn't play our game, and we ended up losing the game. And really, I think the game was lost uh, on that one play because uh, we really lost our focus. And we were really just concerned about our teammate and wanted to make sure that he was okay, and that, that took our focus away from what we needed to do in the field. But overall, we got beat. We got to give them credit. Um, I hope we see them again in the playoffs because they, they are a very good team, and, and we're going to bring it against them again. But I feel like uh, we can definitely uh, play a better game than we did. 
On June 10th, we had the opportunity to play LOB, left on base, as I affectionately called them, and we dominated them for sure, 15 to 1. And, you know, as the Flies have developed, LOB has been a team that has, um, you know, everyone I talk to dislikes this team for a variety of reasons, mainly because of the people who are on that team. But early in the Flies' career, you know, we we were kind of going 500 against them. We'd win one, they'd win one. But we're at a point where we've won about five straight against them, and we absolutely destroyed them 15 to 1. Uh, They really never even had a chance. And I think each one of their players maybe got two at-bats the whole game just because of how crisp our defense was, and we just really took care of business. So I was really proud of the team for how we showed up against them. Tomorrow, June 17th, is our next game in Morton Grove, and that's against Sons of Pitches, and it's a 7.30 start. I'm going to go over the lineup for you, so if you're a FlyPod listener, you get a sneak preview of the lineup. I'm going to post it tomorrow morning. I always post things. I try to post things at 8 a.m. every morning, but, you know, sometimes I uh, don't get to it right away. But tomorrow we're going to play Sons of Pitches, and the scouting report on them is that in our history, we're 2-0 and against them. We played them twice in the fall, and they're a team that's a, a young team. I think they're pretty fresh out of college, but uh, they didn't have much talent. I think they're I, – I should have looked this up before reporting, but I believe their record's around 1-4. and four. Um, I don't think they're two and three. Maybe they are, but they've beaten crummy teams if they have won two games. Uh, but they're a, a team that we just got to come out and do our thing against, play defense, uh, and get an early lead, and then sit back and relax. So I'm looking forward to it. Tomorrow's lineup looks like this. We got Billy Brisky leading off in left center. Mike Stein is going to play shortstop. James Merritt will pitch. Justin Ply is going to fill in for us tomorrow and play second. Uh, Eric's going to hit fifth and play third base. I'll be following him and playing left. Nick will be playing right center. Steve will be playing first base and split in catcher with Kevin. And then Gerb will be playing right field. And lastly, Kevin will catch and also split time with Steve at first. And that's our winning lineup for tomorrow. I think we're going to do a fantastic job. One thing I want to do as the season has progressed is start something called statistical standouts. Now, what statistical standouts are, these are... Players, members of the infield flies, who I have specifically picked out for a little shout-out based on their performance. Um, and I wanted to make sure that we got statistical shout-outs and standouts for uh, Morton Grove League and the Mellis League. And I kind of did this in episode one, but it was more of a career statistic. But this is how some of the players have been performing thus far. First statistical standout is Carlos McDougall on our Monday night team, who leads the team in runs. And that's with 10. And to give you context, we have played five games together. We're four and one, so 10 runs through five games, and he is the team leader. James Merritt, you get a little shout out here. Three home runs in Morton Grove with eight knocked in. And James, I should have wrote down how many games he's played. He hasn't played the full five, so those are some pretty good statistics, especially considering because it is much harder to hit a home run in Morton Grove because you have to have some good cardiovascular endurance. Uh, because of the lack of offense. So hats off to you, James, with the three homers. Another statistical standout for our Monday night's team is Michael Kiley, hitting 600, and he's the team leader and runs batted in with 12. You know, we don't keep stats for uh, defense. We don't keep stats for pitching. But I had to give a shout-out to Tom Lico's pitching, which has been absolutely masterful. In the games that he's pitched this year, most recently the one against left-on-base, LOB, uh, he is just not walking anyone, not allowing good contact, 
and just pitching some gems. I think against Knucklers, he didn't allow a run, maybe one. Against LOB, it was one. Uh, so his pitching has been uh, really great. Shout out to you, Tom. Let's review how the Mellis season has been going. We're currently 5-1 and one in second place. We're a game behind Swingers, the team that just defeated us a few days ago, which I'll get into in a moment. There were two games that have happened since the last recording of the Flypod. The first one was on June 6th, and it was a win against the Flyballers. We won 23-21. to uh, You know, it wasn't our best game. It was a little sloppy. There were a couple errors. Uh, we really put it away in the last inning there. I think we kind of cut it close, but we ended up pulling it out. And I was uh, happy for that. And then our next game that we had was on June 13th, this past Thursday. It was a loss against Swingers, who was also 5-0 at the time, as were we. And we lost by 1, 23-24. But the game was called because of a time limit. And my thoughts on the game, now, you have to know, I was not there. And it pained me very much to not be there. I was at... I was in St. Louis and I was on a work trip, so I was actually watching game six of the NBA Finals and I had my beautiful, wonderful wife text me updates every inning. So you can imagine me sitting and watching the finals and just sitting by my phone as well, uh, just waiting for updates about how we were doing. And I was uh, really excited for you all that were playing. It was a really tight game. We were playing them well. And from what I heard from various people, um, after the game was that it was a game that we could have easily won. There were some mistakes in the field that we can clean up easily by playoff time. But my thoughts taken away from what I heard from everyone is we are right where we need to be. This was another team. It's the cream of the crop of the league, and we were right there. Um, we were within a run in the playoffs. No time limit is enforced, so we're going to have time to get all our at-bats and play our excellent defense, and I have no doubt that we're going to be a force to be reckoned with in those Thursday night playoffs. Our next game for the Thursday night team is June 20th, and that's against Yellowstone, who's another good team we got to be ready for, uh, and that's at 9.30 in the evening. Let's do some statistical standouts for the Thursday night team, and I don't want anyone to feel bad if you don't get a statistical standout, because there are so many people who are deserving of them, and I don't want anybody to feel like they got left out because everybody's doing a lot of great things on the softball field. But I got to give a whole team shout out for our hitting. We are hitting. Our average as a team at Mellis is 648. We've hit 16 homers. We have 132 RBI and 133 runs. And that's compared to a 562 average in Morton Grove. So our batting average is 86 points higher in Mellis I just got to tip my hat to everybody who's been playing on that team. Here's a statistical standout. My boy, Michael Gerb. Check out these stats, dude. A 720 average, two homers, and 21 knocked in. Gerb, when you're playing at Mellis, we know you're feeling good, man. Keep it up. That is an awesome stat line, and I'm super proud of your progress. Another shout-out to Alex Stoyana. In four games played, his average is up to 647 at Mellis with 11 hits, a homer, eight runs batted in, and eight runs total. And as you know, Alex has been injured lately. I texted him earlier for an injury update, but he didn't get back to me yet. So as soon as I know uh, about when he'll be back, uh, I'll definitely let the team know. I was over at his house before the Monday night game against LOB, and he showed me his bruising that he had, and it is terrible. It's like all up and down his legs, so I can't even imagine uh, the pain that he was in when he took that fall and, and the aftermath of it. So uh, keep keep on strong, Alex. Uh, we got you. Can't wait for you to be back and keep up the good work. My last statistical standout is from Mike Stein. 
708 is his average, 16 runs on six, 17 hits and nine knocked in. And really, I could give a statistical standout for a ton of people on the Mellis team and many people on the Morton Grove team as well. So everybody keep it, keep it up out there and, and just know when you're up at the plate and you get some uh, base hits, you might be set for a statistical standout. Looking ahead for the infield flies, we have our next game tomorrow, the 17th, against Sons of Pitches in the Morton Grove League at 7.30. And then our next Thursday game will be on the 20th against Yellowstone. That's at 9.30. And I just want to let everybody know that Jess and I are going to be going out of town. We are headed on a road trip that we're very excited about. Um, I'm super excited about it, but I'm also super disappointed to be missing a couple games. I'm going to be missing the game against Yellowstone. I'm going to be missing the next Morton Grove game. And I'm going to be missing the Thursday uh, the 27th game against Kenny Civil. So I'll be missing three games, which pains me, but I know we're in good hands because we have a lot of great players. And that's the that's the great part about this team is anyone can miss a game and uh, people are just going to pick up the slack because we have a lot of talented players uh, and players who know how to play the game. So you can count on a fly pot episode sometime after we get back from vacation. So I would think early July. So you're going to have to use episode five to get you through the day and, uh, Fill your fly pod need until I can get back in town and record a new one. So in our fifth episode, we were able to recap both the Morton Grove and Mellis first half of the season. Uh, future episodes include episode six. I'm going to try to get Carlos McDougall on here to co-host with me. I still want to drop an episode reviewing a book that really helped my game. It's called The Mental Game of Baseball, but of course you can apply it, apply it to softball. And I was speaking with some of the members of the original Infield Flies team, and I hope to record a future FlyPod episode with the original four, the guys who started the team, so we can reflect back just on how bad we were and how far we've come. I think that would be a great episode. Hey, guys, I want to thank everybody for listening. Let me know what you think of the FlyPod on the Facebook page, and go Flyers! What's the beef? The coolie high code chiefs, high post techniques, high drape off poetic landscapes and shapes. Illustrate the paper space off the pants that paint. Then design what happened. National Geographic, the magic with tailor-made status and plus flavor that's automatic. Uh.